what are you doing? This is a this is a charity game. We're playing in the East West Shrine. You're trying to break my finger? Piss me off, man. I try I I kick tried to kick him. Welcome to the Sugar Snakes Takes with Jake Plummer, Rashad Evans, and Mike Slavin. I'm your host, Del Jolly. We're all part of Umba, a functional mushroom company, and we've decided to come together to share meaningful stories to get you thinking, stories about sports, stories about the future of athletic performance, and pretty much whatever we want to talk about. So welcome. Good to see you guys again. How y'all doing? Good, good. Great. Made my way back to South Florida. I'm enjoying it. <laughs> yeah, you just got, you just did a, a another podcast, right? You're driving back from a podcast, is that right? Yep, driving back right now. Yeah, busy man and fresh, uh, fresh back from the Mushroom Summit that we just ran here in Denver, uh, co-located with the Psychedelic Science event here in lovely Denver, Colorado, which it's about to rain, right, Jake? It's always about to yeah. rain this summer. Spring. It's all good, man. It's all about being staying moist around here this time of year. It's uh, it's not <laughs> everything green, so life is. is good. Well, fellas, today we're gonna we're gonna start our theme. As people know, we kind of start with a theme. We have some trivia. We have some audience questions, and today's theme we're kind of talking about about like rookies and the come up, younger people coming up. The uh, NFL draft was just very recently, Rashad, as you know, because you're you're hosting some tough stuff, some post tough um, interview type stuff. Uh, tough is kind of the UFC draft, if you will, to some to some yeah. degree anymore. But you know, the question is kind of to you guys who have been in the game for a very long time and out of the game for quite some time now as well. Uh, what's the difference? What's the difference between younger players today who are now coming up, whether it's in the NFL or UFC versus when you guys were coming up back in your day. I don't know. Uh, either one of you want to start? Go for it. I'll start it off. Um, well, in the fight game, you know, uh, early out, it was so much about how tough you can be. So a lot of our training were geared around like how tough you are and mentally and physically, uh, more or less mentally, can you bring your body to the level it needs to be uh, physically in order to deal with what you had to deal with inside the octagon? So a lot of our training was like, you know, we're running the mountains and we'll do like these exercises where it was like these workouts where it was almost insurmountable. Like you weren't going to be able to defeat this workout. The, the point of the workout was for you to fail and then see what you do once you failed. See what you do. Once you reach that point of just uh, complete fatigue and just, you know, uh, ready to give in. And that's what it was all about, pushing from that point of view. And now, you know, more or less athletes are starting to really dig into the science of of being a mixed martial artist and really understanding their bodies from the standpoint of, you know, understanding how to get the peaks out of it. Because before we weren't really talking about the peaks of it. You know, it was just train as hard as you can, then you make it to your fight and then you know, that, that was it. But now it's, it's, it's very regimented on how you get the fighter to peak for that performance. So it's gotten a lot more scientific and 
a lot more tools are needed for or, or used now for the recovery aspect of it. And it just wasn't like that when I was going. I mean, we used to do sessions where it was like, all right, start out with the full rear, rear naked choke and you'll be in the choke. And, you know, the guy will already kind of put pressure on it. And then you have to try to fight your way out of it. And, uh, you know, you, you, needless to say, you probably got passed out more or less than you actually escaped. But it was uh, it, it was just that 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 training back then. Yeah, that kind of uh, reminds me of a story you told me once back in the day about Henzo. Remember that story? You you were you would tell me a little bit of, about some crazy stuff that was going out in was that Saudi Arabia? Or, tell, yeah, tell me. We, we, so so we're in Dubai, and this is this is part of the mental toughness, right? So they have like this horse race in the middle of the desert in Dubai, and it's like an eight-hour horse race where you have to ride on this horse. And uh, I was out there in Dubai with the Sheikh uh, Sheikh Tahnoon, and uh, I was out there with Henzo. And they had a horse race, and Henzo was like, all right, I'll jump on a horse race. And then the Sheikh was like, bro, you had to be training for months for this. These guys are training at least six months to get ready for this race. And Henzo was like, nah, I grew up riding horses. I can do it. So he was like, yeah. So then Henzo decided to do the race eight hours. Now, here it is. They're riding eight hours in the desert, and we're following behind in these Toyota 4Runners, and we're going up and down. And it was quite, it was, it was hard for me just riding in the back of a car. So I couldn't imagine how it would be on the horse. But every 30 minutes, they have to go into this like shelter to cool the horse down, but then they'll race out again. But he did that for eight hours. And, uh, you know, because he did that for eight hours and he made the race all the way through, the shake gifted him with a freaking Bugatti. <laughs> that, that's, that's, that's. Yeah, but it, it was just a mental toughness. Henzo was like, I don't need to train for it. I'm mentally going to just go in there and just put my mind where it needs to to get it done. You didn't get a Lambo Dang, or something sort of just for, for being in the car? Or <laughs> <a> consolation prize? <laughs> <laughs> I wish, man. I wish. You didn't get like a, an ancillary forerunner because you got <laughs> like, uh, Give her a shot on the forerunners, but make sure something. you get Henzo that uh, – Bugatti over there. Bugatti. Pick, pick your color, bro. That's crazy, dude. So, what they shipped that off to New York, and now he's he's cruising yeah. around in Bugatti or to what? Jersey, yeah. He he's he's got yeah he's got a uh, he's got one of those Bugattis in Jersey that the, uh, the shake hooked up for him because he did that race. But wow. I mean, yeah. Dang, that Wait. that's a cool story, man. How was he after the race? Was it was it hard on him? Oh, it was hard on him. His legs were just shot. He couldn't walk for a couple of days. Like he, it, it, his his leg was all rashed on the inside. Like he was he was in rough shape. But it, but he did it though because not only do you have the elements of just riding the horse, but then you got the elements just from the sun and being out there and just racing the horse. So he 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 uh he was hurting afterwards. And so he, didn't he didn't know, know he was, what he was gonna get. Right? He just did it. No, nah, he didn't. He didn't know what he was gonna get. It wasn't. It wasn't like you do this, you're gonna get a Bugatti. It was like, oh yeah, you know, okay, you know. And and the, the thing about it was, the Sheikh was just so honored that he even, you know, would just even try to do it. You know, he was like, wow. <laughs> that's Dang, cool. that's crazy. Yeah. yeah, and when when he couldn't walk, it was cool because he just got in the Bugatti. And <laughs> yeah. He needed to go. So, yeah. yeah, I bet that's pretty hot, uh, sweaty adventure there. Like eight hours of training like that. That's, that's wild. I love that. 
Snake, what do you what do you think? What's your take on some of this uh, younger athletes and endurance and things of that nature? Yeah, you know, it's funny you're talking about, you know, the draft and, and coming out as a pro. Uh, you know, I played four years in the in, in college at ASU. I knew I had a chance to go to the league. Uh, I knew that was my next stop because after my junior year, I was asked by a reporter, are you going to come out early? And I was like, shocked. What do you mean come out early? I got work to do here. So we had a remarkable year. We almost won a national title. But I remember after the Rose Bowl, just staying down in San Jose and hanging out for a little bit and going and playing in the, in the Shrine game. Went and played in the Shrine game. And then I went and played in the, the Senior Bowl. So I played in two all-star games, even though I was – no one really told me, but I could tell, like, I was one of the top quarterbacks. I was going to get drafted. I wasn't worried about finding a team. But nowadays, even these kids, they won't even play in their team's bowl game. Like, guys will set out, sit out of the last game as an athlete with their team in a bowl game because the draft is looming and they don't want to risk injury. And that, I guess you could say, oh, that's smart, but – you're playing a sport that you're going to get injured. It's, it's just bound to happen. Football, you're going to get hurt. My theory was like, I just want to go and show these, show these coaches and show these scouts who I am as a person. They haven't really been around me. They've seen me play at ASU. They've probably talked to my coaches and other coaches. They have an idea of what kind of competitor I am and my skill set and what I can do on the field. But have they seen me in person and they, have they seen me and felt me as a leader so I went to these things and, you know, at the combine, I was, I was happy to be there, man. I wasn't stressing. If I went and failed at the combine and now I'm not getting drafted, then fuck you NFL. Is that what I'm doing to combine now? Am I supposed to be a combine ready player? No, I balled out at ASU. I put it down for my team. You can tell that my heart and soul where it's at and that there's no way the game's over when the ball's in, in my hands. It's not going to be over. That's my, that was my MO. And so they put so much weight on this combine now that, Dude, back, back when we were there, we wore, like, loose T-shirts and some shorts, and now everyone's in, like, tight girdles and showing off all their junk, and, like, it's all talked about. It's like, wow, what do you think the difference was there for Jimmy on that vertical jump? Did he get enough toe push, or was it more of his ankle vault? What, the, what does this matter? This isn't football. This is stupid metrics that have to justify why you're going to spend $2 million on some athlete that just busted his ass at this college he was at and showed you that he can play but now it comes down to how many bench press reps he can get. Who gives a shit about bench press? This is football. On fourth and two, it does not matter. It matters what you have in your heart. So for me, showing the scouts, showing the coaches, showing the players that were going to get drafted where my heart was and how I led as, a, as an individual, that was the most important thing for me. So I did everything, man. And I did it with a smile on my face. And I was happy to be there. And I was down to just do whatever it took because I love the game. And so that's definitely changed. It's definitely different. Uh, the workouts for the scouts, the workouts for the coaches that we did at ASU, that's still the same for a lot of these guys. And also I stayed, I stayed at ASU. I, I, I didn't go to class in that spring semester, uh, but I just worked out at, at the facility. You know, I worked out with my old teammates. A lot of these guys now will travel down to, you know, California where their agent has a, you know, a special spot set up where they all stay together. And now they have, you know, nutritional uh, chefs there to cook them all the food. They have all the everything you could want at your fingertips. These guys have before they even sign a contract or before they even get drafted. So 
the worry I have with that kind of thing is how much money are those guys spending to do that when they still have never made a contract. But some of the good agents will offer that without a fee, knowing that they'll get that fee back once their player signs. So uh, it's good, though. These guys get to get together, know who each other is, get to know each other, and uh, prepare for you know a big moment in their life. Yeah, that's rad. Didn't you tell me a story about um, about someone trying to injure you a little bit on one of those senior bowl games? Someone kind of hit you, like being a little too aggressive. Yeah, he's actually a current a current coach in the uh, NFL who played at Ohio State. We were playing playing, and uh, at the bottom of the pile, I feel this. I feel my middle my my finger getting pulled off the ball and pulled back like this, and I'm like ah, what the hell? And as he gets up and I see that it was him, uh, yeah, I, I I tried kicking him right in his nuts. I was like, get the fuck off me. What are you doing? This is a this is a charity game. We're playing in the East-West Shrine. You're trying to break my finger? Piss me off, man. I, try, I, I kick, tried to kick him, tried to kick him hard. I, he got a good, got a good cleat mark on the inside of his, of his uh, groin. Um, <laughs> but it pissed me off. Like, you know, that just showed me a lot about that guy. Like, Sorry for his grandma, but hey, hey, grandma, you're going to get spiked in the face of the volleyball, the family picnic, if it's this dude against you. He doesn't give a shit. He wants to win no matter what and, and win dirty, you know, and that stuff doesn't float with me. Um, you asked me about endurance, too. I have to share a story of, of the most the most dynamic training guy I've probably ever been with. The guy who's who insane endurance was Aeneas Williams, Hall of Fame corner, played for the Cardinals, St. Louis Rams. He, at a workout, we would go throw in the evenings at, at Chandler High School, and all the receivers would show up, and we'd all run routes, and he was usually the only DB there. Maybe there was a couple. He mirrored almost every route. He would mirror the guy. So he would backpedal, and he'd break with them, but he wouldn't try to deflect it. He'd let the ball be complete or whatever, but he would just mirror them. He did that the whole time we were running routes. The receivers petered out and left, and he's like, hey, Jake, if, if you're not too tired, can you throw me some deep balls? I said, well, what do you mean? He's like, just throw it as far as you can. I want to run him down. I threw until my arm was done. I'm like, Aeneas, I can't throw anymore. I'm done. And he's like, okay, that's cool. I'm packing up my balls to leave. And I look over, and now this dude's running 110s. He's running 110s. And it's like, holy smokes, man. We all, the receivers I had came, ran some routes, and left. He stayed, and then he stayed even longer running. And that guy had the most amazing endurance. He, he raced David Boston, who ran a 4340. He's like, I'll race you and I'll beat you. And David's laughing, thinking he'll run a 40. And Aeneas said, we're going to run 100, though. We're going to run the 100 meters. And sure as shit, Aeneas took off. And David had a lead on him. They're going. And that endurance kicked in. And Aeneas and passed him and won and beat him in a 100-yard dash because he had that deep, dark, like, deep, like, seated endurance. And that guy was amazing. <laughs> That's rad, man. That is rad. We got the boxing bell, guys. You know what that means. It's time for another round of Sugar Snake Showdown. Let's bring it up. This week, we're talking about standout rookie performances. All right. Oh, boy. Here we go. There we go. So we've got six questions for you this week. Each of you are going to have a chance to answer two questions. 
Um, and just as we did last week, you'll have 100 points for the first time you answer, 50 for the second, um, and then 25 for the third. Uh, you don't get a fourth chance because obviously there would only be one question remaining. And we're going to kick it off with Jake. Uh, we're going to give you a football-related question here, Jake. In his first game as a professional, he grew 422 yards, the most ever by a rookie in his NFL debut. He, he also became the first rookie to pass for more than 4,000 yards in a season. I'm going to say it was Cam Newton. I'm just going to go on full-on, like, dri drive into, like, my deep intuition. I'm going to say the answer is Cam Newton. That's B, Cam Newton. All right. Once for you, Dell. At UFC 282, Raul Rosas Jr. became the youngest UFC fighter to win his debut. How old was he? A, 18. B, 17. A, 18. D, 20. 18. You're going with Got it. A, 18. That is correct. Yep. Dell locking in 100 points. Oh, nice. I thought I would uh, head fake you on nice. this. I thought you won't go for 17, um, but you got it. Yeah. No, because I, I mean, I, I followed that dude because, my God, 18 years old fighting men in the UFC, that is one bad child. You know, <laughs> that's uh. ain't no joke. 18, <laughs> you know, 19, 20, 21, it's, it's, that's pretty crazy to be that young and to be able to take on – some 33-year-old veteran, you know? So I knew that. that that kid's a stud. Awesome. Well, this next one's for Rashad. We're going back to UFC 1. Who was Hoist Gracie's last opponent at UFC 1? Was it A, Frank Shamrock, B, Gerard Gordeaux, C, Dan Severn, or D, Ken Shamrock? What do you got, Rashad? Oh, um... I am going to say Ken Shamrock. And go with D, Ken Shamrock. That is correct. Oh, nice. He gets it. I would have said All Dan right. Severn, but I'd assume that you would know that, Rashad. That's your boy. Yep. Dan brought me up in the game. Now we're now we're moving into some sports that uh, is gonna these next round here is gonna be a little harder here, and this is gonna be for you, Jake Timo Solani in his 1992-1993 rookie season shattered the record for goals scored by a rookie. How many did he score? This is hockey, by the way. If you didn't know who Timo Solani is, was it A yeah. 52, B 98, C 49, or D 76? I'm going to say that he scored D, 76. Jake says D, 76. That is correct. Yeah. Good guess. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> they play a lot of games. That's a lot of goals, but dang. I figured they play, what, 160 games or 100 and something. I figured he probably didn't score every game, but half of them maybe. So it's eight, it's eighty two logic went into it. Nice. All right. Eighty two. Oh, eighty two games. Yeah. You're right. That's baseball's one hundred sixty two games. Yeah. Yeah. All right. 
Well, still, there was logic involved. <laughs> Enough to get 100 points. All right. 100 points to Jake. And now this question is for you, Dell. Mark McGuire set a record in 1987 that was since broken in 2017 for the most home runs hit by a rookie. How many home runs did he hit that season? Was it A, 39, B, 44, C, 49, or D, 52? Oh, okay. Okay. So this isn't the home run record. This is the home runs for a rookie. For a rookie, yes. Uh, dang. Okay. Because I thought sixty-one is like the is the record. I'm I'm gonna go D fifty-two. Jake, you shaking your head. Last time you did that, you you said uh, Mickey Mantle. So I ain't even gonna take that from you. It is. It is not D. Okay, okay. B44. (laughs) Oh boy. A39. It is not A. God bless it. Oh. All right. The correct answer was C. Bad gummit. I would have said A, but yeah. Is the is the home run record like sixty one, isn't it? Or it was at least when like wasn't it Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire who were kind of going back and yeah. forth on that? Yeah. Let's see. In a single season. All right. That's what we're looking for. Let's see. Yeah, that was a big big season. A lot of juice, a lot of juice, orange juice and cranberry juice and some good mm-hmm. juice was going in the baseball player. Yeah. <laughs> Anything to make that thing more exciting. My God. Well, let's create a petition. It looks like Barry Bonds currently holds the single season record with 73, and that was in 2001. That's right. Final question here, or we got a question for Rashad. Question for you, Rashad. Eric, an unprecedented performance in the 1980 Winter Olympics. How many gold medals did he win in speed skating during these games? This was his first Olympic appearance. Um, was it A, three, B, four, C, five, or D, six? He did five gold medals. Five. Five. You big, five big Eric Heaton fan, Sean. Oh! <laughs> confidence. Oh! Man. Yeah. <laughs> he just swang in the dark, connected five. That gives well, I was only shot. six years old when that happened. So. <laughs> 200 points. Born yet. Jake gets, uh, has 200 points as well. All right. Let's, um, let's move to the community question here. This is from Goose Dad. And this question mentions football as it was directed to Jake, but we can, we can, you know, obviously weave in MMA here as well. And given the lasting impact of football or MMA on your body, what do you currently utilize to offset those impacts on your body and mind? Hmm. That's a great question. Goose dad. Uh, you know, it's been a process for me post-career to understand 
you know, where I want to be first and foremost, whether that's physically, uh, mentally, and, and also spiritually, I would add. Uh, but through the, through my time, through my, uh, you know, retirement, as so you say, but as, as I, you know, retired in my 30s, I've been doing a lot of things, mainly staying active, staying active and doing uh, fun stuff that I like to perform and be challenged in, not not necessarily lifting weights or doing all that maintenance we had to do uh, playing football, but more just being active, mountain biking, riding my bike, playing handball, playing basketball, uh, hiking, doing a lot of stuff like that. Now, as you know, I'm, I'm 48, uh, my body isn't slowed down, but, but you know, time is, a, is, a, is actually the thing with having three kids and a lot of stuff with Umbo and things that you have to do. Um, I really try to just make sure that I spend some time breathing deeply every day. And usually that's when I awake. I wake up and I go through a little uh, breath work and um, try to get down and, 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 you know, meditate a little bit and think about how the day is going to go. Uh, and then also I really am cognizant of what I put in my body. I'm very aware of how foods and, and alcohol and, uh, and those kind of things affect my body. And I've had a lot of great response to using functional mushrooms uh, along with, uh, you know, using hemp oil when that was my first kind of step into nature as a way to heal. And now I, I do really every day. I take my mushroom tinctures, uh, eat my bars and let the mushrooms do what they do, which has really helped help me with my inflammation in my body. A lot of the inflammation in some joints and areas has, has gone away. And with that little bit of decrease in inflammation and pain levels, now I can be more active, which then in turn helps me on the spiritual, physical, mental side to approach life in a much more uh, healthy way with a lot more vitality and energy and, uh, you know, zest for what's next. What am I going to do next? And so that's what I do. Uh, yoga is a big part of that also. That's really my workouts is to do yoga. I don't do it every single day, but I try to do it you know, four or five times a week, whether that's hot yoga or my own personal practice uh, as I'm a, you know, certified yoga teacher trainer. So try to do that myself and just maintain my own maintenance on my body and my mind and my spirit. Awesome. Rashad, a question we have here for you, you can, you can replace MMA or you can replace football for, for MMA, but given okay. the lasting impact, yeah. of MMA on your body, what do you currently utilize to offset those impacts on your body and mind? Uh, functional mushrooms have been probably one of the biggest things that I've been using to kind of bring my body back uh, just to recovery mode. Um, you know, years and years of just being on this body and even still, you know, I'm still using it in the capacity of training and, and working pretty hard still, but it's been the mushroom because they help so much with the inflammation and just kind of help more or less, even, even with, um, you know, bringing my body working on past injuries. I had two ACL surgeries and, you know, the inflammation in, in the knee was probably one of the main things that kind of slowed down the, the, the healing of it. And even still, it just allows me to be, you know, have my motion back, you know, so the inflammation that I, the, the inflammation relief that I get from the functional mushrooms have been, just tremendous. But I also do a lot of, um, a lot of stretching, a lot of stretching. I felt like, you know, when I started to get injured the most is when I became the least flex flexible. So, you know, I start off my workouts with a really good warm up session. 
really good stretching. And even after I'm done, it's not like a wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, body. You know, I'm done, you know, and go back to whatever I'm doing. Right when I get done from training, I take my time to stretch out and kind of decompress my body to allow it to, uh, you know, get the stretching, get the movements in that, you know, can kind of help offset some of the early uh, early onset of what, what the uh, training has done. So it kind of eliminates the soreness once I stretch like that. Awesome. If you are in the Umbo community, if you follow Rashad, if you follow Jake, and you have questions that you want them to answer, uh, keep keep your eyes peeled on their Instagram, on their Twitter account. There's going to be opportunities to ask these questions, and we're giving away free Umbo product when we choose your questions. So make sure you follow those guys. Follow us at Get Umbo, and uh, there's going to be opportunities for you to ask your questions uh, basically every week. Right on. Thanks, guys, for the for the answers to that. Thanks for the question, Goose Dad. And uh, that will be a wrap. So thanks, fellas. We'll we'll catch you out here soon. Peace. Four out the door. <laughs>